Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week I was going to do a solo episode just because I read an article and had some things in my mind and some questions that I've gotten from uh, people who have uh, emailed me. And I just wanted to kind of answer like three questions at once in an episode, just because I think otherwise it's going to be a really short episode. Um, but wait, anyway, what I want to talk about is first uh, leverage versus paying off your real estate property, right? Do you, do you pay these things off when we have the money at the top um, or uh, do we continue to leverage these properties? Or the third option, which popped in my head is to invest in some stocks or something like that. So the stock part got me fired up a little bit. The article I read about it, it said that real estate only appreciated 17.5% across the last 10 years. Personally, I think that is extremely low. If you have owned anything in Canada or the US in the last, and you've held it over the last 10 years, you've seen way more than 17.5%. But you know what? I'm going to go with the article's numbers and we're going to go through the whole thing. And they were saying that you could have made way more money if you would have invested your money in the S&P 500. They were saying the S&P 500 averaged 6.02% over the last 10 years. So let's just do some quick math and see how this runs. So first of all, um, they're also doing the assumption that when you buy real estate, you don't use a mortgage or anything like that. <clears throat> so let's start by doing that. So uh, let's first look, uh, if you're gonna buy this property cash, so do nice simple numbers, we're gonna do a $100,000 property, right? So $100,000 times 17.5%, we made a profit across 10 years of 17,500. That's a terrible investment. Uh, you shouldn't have bought that. Um, so I don't know if anyone bought anything that didn't that did worse than that, but that'd be mind blowing. But anyway, um, that's the numbers they gave me for the article. So 17,500. So yeah, you're going, yeah, yeah, the stocks are going to win for sure, especially with compound interest. So I did the, the stock calculation, started with $100,000 and did, uh, you know, each year and compounding up, it got to $79,422 profit. So um, yeah, cut and dry. If you would have bought some stocks, you'd have 17,000, or sorry, 79,000 in change. And if you would have bought some real estate at 17.5%, you'd have 17,500 profits. So it's, it kicked the poop out of, uh, out of the real estate, but it's missing a lot of things. Um, this is very, very blind, in my opinion, of all the stuff that's missing about this. So um, I don't know if they're planning that they thought you were going to live in this house, but then even if you're living in this house, there's a savings from renting, right? So there's some more stuff you have to factor in there because housing is not the same as a stock investment. Um, and if you're going to rent this property out, there should be cash flow. I assume you're not going to buy a property uh, let as an appreciation play and let it sit there for 10 years and no one live in it, right? So I did some quick, uh, quick, simple math. So if you had a property and uh, it was $100,000, let's use the 1% rule. So rent, it would rent for $1,000 a month. Um, first of all, you still are being lazy and you needed to do a better investment than this. I'm not saying this is what I would do. Um, these are like super, super simple numbers, right? So there's a lot of ways to make these numbers way higher. Um, so I know if that's going through someone's head, but I would never buy this, but <laughs> anyway, so anyway, 
$1,000 rent, property management, 10%, so $100 a month. Uh, on those cheapo $100,000 houses, I'd say about uh, $600 a year for insurance, $600 a year for property taxes, so 50 a month for each. Uh, a vacancy of 10%, a repair uh, budget of 10%. So that uh, works out to a take home if you're buying us all cash of $600 a month, right? So let's go put that back in there. So we now have $600 uh, times 12 months times 10 years, which is now $72,000 if you would have held that property. Uh, and cash flow. And like I said, I factored in vacancy and repair. So $600 a month. So that's 72,000. The 72,000 plus your 17,500, you're at 89.5. You have already beat the, the stocks just with that, even with the ridiculous depreciation of only 17.5%. I don't know about you, but anything I've owned in the last five years has doubled in price. So I don't know where they came up with these numbers, but maybe it's an industry average for the entire US. Anyway, um, so they're missing a bunch of other things. Um, well, first of all, you're thinking, uh, you're comparing apples to oranges because stocks are pretty passive. You, if you're gonna buy this in the S&P 500, you would have bought it, you would have walked away, you would have done nothing. Whereas a real estate investor, you would have done all this work, right? Well, I also factored in property management. So you're going to hire out your property management to try and make this more passive and more regular, which was what I would do anyway, right? Um, what about the value adds? What about the renovations? Um, if this was my property, I would have wanted to buy it for like uh, $40,000, put 25 in or 20 in and have it worth $100,000. So I would have been buying this at a discount as well. Uh, and buying it undervalued. Um, so they're missing a, a bunch of other things to this. So if I had $100,000, I would have bought like $150,000 property. So anyway, some other things they're missing to this. And the biggest one is leverage. What happens if you would have bought this property with a mortgage, right? So we're going to go typical mortgages. I know typically as Canadians, we don't get the 80% mortgages, but I'm going to use an 80% example because I'm trying to use as typical numbers as what a typical American would see. Um, so 80% leverage is what I'm going to do. So if I'm going to compare $100,000 investment in buying a house cash and $100,000 investment in buying houses, uh, or sorry, stocks, I'm going to do $100,000 investment invested with leverage. So with $100,000 in leveraged, that would be a $500,000 house, right? It's 20% down. Um, so two, sorry, if you do it backwards, 500,000 times 20% is $100,000, right? So right off the bat, you go, okay, we're getting a half million dollar house. Um, if we're gonna do 17.5, you're at $87,500. So, okay, right there, we already beat the stock based on these numbers from these article, like I said, none of these are numbers are mine, except for a couple that I've told you are mine, um, because I had to fill in the gaps because the article wasn't thick enough. Um, so uh, you're already beat it just by leveraging, right? Just by doing that. But guess what? Now you have five rental properties uh, instead of doing one rental property. So um, sure, now you have a mortgage, right? So we're going to put in the mortgage interest portion, which on an $80,000 mortgage, based on the 2012 rate of 2.7%, which is what the highest rate was in, in uh, 2012, because we're doing a 10-year flow, um, the interest portion would be $180 per month. Okay, 
So uh, you add that into your rent calculation, remember rent minus property management, insurance, property taxes, mortgage, vacancy, and repair, and you're down to 420 a month, but you got five of these properties. So five of those properties times 4,000, sorry, times $420, you got 21,000, right? So now you got $2,100. So $2,100 a month times 12 uh, for a year times 10 years, you have $252,000 plus you're going to add in your um, the amount you made just from your 17.5 total across 10 years of appreciation. So 87.5, you're at 339,500. So what do you, what would you rather do? Because this is the whole thing, right? What I was originally talking about was, would you rather do stock? I'm sorry, would you rather edit this from the very start? What I was originally thinking of doing, right? So, would you rather leverage versus pay off the properties, right? So, if you're paying off a property across 10 years with our example, all the same numbers between one and the other, you'd have 89,000. I'm going to run things off to the thousands. So, you'd have $89,000 from running it in cash. If you ran the same thing with leverage and your cash flowing $420 a month uh, per property, and you took that $100,000 bought four or five, you'd have $339,000. And if you took your um, $100,000 and put it into stocks, right? At what the article said was the S&P 500 performed at 6.02 and beat the poop out of real estate, that would be $79,000. So would you rather have 79,000, 89,000 or 339,000? And guess what? Just like I said, after I was talking about the straight cash ones, we're not talking about any value add, any renovations. We're not talking about any of the techniques that we actually do to boost our real estate. This is still plain Jane real estate, buying it at market value and just letting the market run it and only cash flowing $420 per property. Anyway. I know that was a lot of numbers. It's probably a gobbledygook of things. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have a great day. Bye. When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at glensutherland.com slash coaching.